have a Bible, open up to Matthew chapter 5. That's kind of been our theme verse over the last, the last few weeks. Last week I gave you a packet of salt. A packet of salt. Because Jesus says that you and I are, we're the salt of the earth. We're the salt of the earth. And so our theme verse has been Matthew chapter 5, verse 13. And, um, and Jesus says that we're salt. And, and what, what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? If, if a salt's got no flavor, that salt's no good. Salt without flavor is no good. Basically, it's sand. Have you ever ate sand before? I have. And, um, but it's, it, does, it doesn't taste good. I, I remember uh, one time I, I went surfing with some of my buddies and I know you're thinking black guys don't surf. Um, I shouldn't have been out there, but I was out there surfing and uh, I remember uh, out there riding this wave and, and I remember this wave was picking up and it was, it was, the waves were big that day and for me it was big. I don't know what big wave for you, bigger for you, but I remember it being a big day. My dad used to never let me go. My mom dad used to never let me go to the beach when the waves were big, but somehow I let them, let me talk them into going to, to the beach and the, and the waves were big and they were breaking quick and they were, they were breaking out. It was one of those days where it was hard to get out, you had to paddle a long way to get out there. And I got all the way out there and I'm like, man, I'm going to catch my wave. I'm, I'm ready to go. And I go to catch this wave and, 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 I, and I'm paddling and one of the things with waves, there's, there's timing involved. You got to have the right timing. So I remember going ready to, to catch this wave and I'm paddling as fast as I can. I catch this wave, so I thought, but I was a little bit too late in the wave. The wave was already breaking and man, I, I hopped up on the board, but before I could go anywhere, I looked down and all I saw was sand. The wave had gone up so quick and it just threw me down the ground. I remember having my mouth being chock full of sand and it was miserable. But salt, salt without, without flavor, it's no good. It's just, basically, it's just, like, it's just like sand. And so last week I, I gave you this challenge that you and I were called to bring the flavor. We're called to bring, we're called to bring the flavor. And so one of the things we left you with last week is this quote, and I think you might remember it from last week, is people don't enjoy salt. They enjoy what is salted. We are the salts of the earth and we do not exist for ourselves. We are the salt of the earth and we do not exist for ourselves. We have a lot of people that we're surrounded with on a daily basis. It's all about me, 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 my, 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 my. What can I get? What can you do? What can you do for me? But you and I, we're created for other people, for other people. And so if you have a Bible, I wanna look at a, at a new thing this week. Matthew chapter five, verse 10. I wanna re- read to you our, our couple of verses that we've been using as our, um, for, our, for our context uh, over the last week. And, and this, is, this is the last week of it. Um, but uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says, You are the salt of the earth, but what good is salt if it's lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? Absolutely not. It will be thrown out and will be trampled underfoot as worthless. And then he transitions, okay? So not only are you salt, but he also says this, You are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. It's like a city that sits on a hilltop that cannot, cannot be hidden. And again, in case you don't remember from last week, this is Jesus preaching. And Jesus preaching, they're shouting him down. That's good. I like that. Preach it. That's good. And he's letting them have it. He's shooting them straight. He goes, hey, guys, you guys are salt. And you're supposed to, be, you're supposed to bring the flavor. And not only are you salt, but you're also, you're also light. And he says, you're light. It's like, it's like a city that's set up on a, set up on a hill. I, I do some traveling. I love, I love traveling. I love going to cities. I, I remember going to, um, I, I went to a school called Baptist Bible College. And I used to travel. Um, I used to get on, um, get on 408. And I used to go all the way up to the turnpike and get on the turnpike and go all the way up to I got to the north a little bit. And then I would hit 75. Then when I hit 75, I'd hit 24. We got 24, I hit 60. And that took me all the way into Springfield, all the way in Missouri. But one of the things I liked about travel is I like seeing the city lights. I like seeing the city lights. I remember one of the first times I, I went to, um, I was going on, I got, I married into Diana's family. And one of the things that we did when, when I got married into the family, my father-in-law said, hey, you can marry my daughter. I said, awesome. Thank you so much. He goes, there's one stipulation. I was like, what is it? 
He's like, you have to get a motorcycle license because we ride motorcycles. And I was like, I'm in. <laughs> Simple enough. So I remember, uh, I remember driving in the nighttime in, in Denver. I love seeing Denver lit up at night. I was in New York a few weeks ago. I love the New York lights. But those lights are, it's like a city set up on a hill. The light, and lights in New York are, are like, are second to none. Um, I saw some friends of mine that were in um, Vegas this, this past week. There's a lot of lights there, lights there as well. But he said, it's like a city that's, that's set up on a hill. Everybody can see it. You're like a light that's, that everyone can see. It's set up high. When you pull into a city, everybody can see that skyline with those lights. And he goes, and that's what you guys, like Hope Church, that's what you're like. You're like the light of the world. And then he says here, no one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. Everybody say in the house, in the house, in the house. Light is placed on a, on a lamp stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. And then it says this, in the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly, heavenly father. He says, hey man, no one takes a light and no one, cover, no one covers the light up. If you have a light, you put it up so everyone can, everyone can see. And again, in that context, there was no lamps, there was no electricity, but they would take a candle and, and you got a candle right, right at your seat. Go ahead and turn your, turn your candle on. Okay. You, you have a candle. This is our makeshift candle for today. And, and uh, yeah, you all have your lights. Now you're all lit. And, and um, you have a light, but you would never take a candle and put it underneath the furniture. That's, that's not a good, good idea. Uh, we have in our house, in, in our bathrooms, we have uh, three little lamps, uh, three little light bulbs, the fixture that's in, my, in, in our kids' room. And the other day I walk in the room, I'm like, man, it, it, in, in their bathroom and trips, like I had an accident. I'm like, what happened? He goes, I accidentally threw a washcloth up there. I'm like, you accidentally threw a washcloth all the way up there. Like, how does it, that, how does one accidentally throw a washcloth? And I'm like, and so I'm explaining to my son, that's not good because that can catch on, that can catch on fire. And so no one takes a, a lamp, no one puts a candle, no one puts it underneath their bed or the bed will burn off. Or no one puts it under, underneath anything that's wood or no one, it says here, no one puts a, a basket over their light because that, that would be, that would be ridiculous. That no one, no one does that. He says, we put it up high so everybody Everybody can see, everybody can see because we're called to be the light. No one puts it in a basket and it gives light to everyone in the house. So my question for us today is, are, how, how's your light doing? How's, how's your light? Are you, are you shining bright for all, the, for all the world to see? I got to speak to the, the, the executive board um, here at the YMCA this week and I, and I presented to them this idea of salt and, and bringing flavor and we're, we're called to bring flavor to the world. Are you, are you bringing flavor? When people are around you, are you... Are you, are you bringing the salt to that situation? Are you making that thing good? Are you, when people around you are like, man, they're just, they're light, man. They're, you can just tell that they're, there's something inside them that's shining on the outside of them. And it, I think it's Jesus, but I don't know, but I want to find out what it is. But everyone can see, is that kind of life, is that the kind of light that you're shining? Are you so bright that the whole world sees? Are you so bright that everyone's like, man, I'm just, I'm just attracted to that, to that light. And so I was reading this this week and I was a little bit perplexed because I, I, th I thought I saw something in scripture that I, I thought the scripture for a second, I thought it was contrary. I thought there was, a, there was an overlap in scripture or there was a little bit of buddy-headed scripture and I'm like, this can't be good. Like, I gotta figure this out because I, I, I'm gonna preach this this week and, and I've read this a thousand times, but I think somebody messed something up in the Bible. And, and I really thought in the scripture that I, when, I, when it said that we are, we are the light of the world, I was reading this, Jesus is telling them they're the light of the world. But for a second, I was like, Jesus was saying, I am the light of the world. And so I'm like, let me go back and read it. And so I opened up my Bible and I looked at it and it says, you guys are the light of the world. You're the salt of the earth and you're the, the, you're the, you're the salt and you're the light. And I'm like, okay, whew, close one. 
But I was reading a little bit further and I'm like, man, I know I've heard Jesus say somewhere else before, I am the light, more than just this passage of scripture. And I dug in and a little, I dug a little bit deeper and, and I found this passage of scripture in John chapter eight. And if you, if you don't have a Bible, it's okay. It's gonna be on the screen for you. John chapter eight, the Bible says this. Jesus spoke to the people once more and he said this, <clears throat> I am the light of the world. And then in my mind, I'm like, lights are going off inside my head. I'm like, how in the world can, can Jesus say that you guys are the light of the world and he also himself say that he is the light of the world? I thought to myself, well, man, he, Jesus made a mistake. Like in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, this is not on the screen. The Bible says, I had to learn this to be ordained as a, as a pastor. I couldn't get my ordination online, but I'm not judging you if you did. But um, when I read that scripture, I had, to, I had to memorize 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. The Bible says that the Bible is inspired. And the word inspired, if you say the word inspired, means it's actually God breathed. It's God breathing. God spoken, and it's, it's, it's complete. We believe that the Bible is complete, and it's inerrant, and it's the infallible word of God. And we believe that. And so I'm thinking, man, God says that he's light of the world. And he also says that Kevin Howard, my friend, how can Kevin Howard, I know Kevin Howard. He's an Alabama Crimson Tide fan. How can he be the light of the world? <laughs> how can anything good come out of Alabama? You know what I'm saying? Like if he was a Florida Gator fan, I'd be like, yes, God, that makes sense. It makes complete complete sense or if we're my brother-in-law in here today only Notre Dame fighting Irish fan I know and his family he makes them or he spanks them he's like you can be a fan of my team or you get spanked and so how how can and you know Dustin you can't be light if you're from Florida State there's that's not even an option but I'm reading the scripture I'm like how can how can I be if I'm light or Jesus is light I could see what he'd be like how in the world can West Beach and be light I got a lot of baggage, issues, my sin list is long. How in the world can that happen? He says this, he says, I, he goes, Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I'm the light of the world. If you follow me, <clears throat> you won't have to walk in darkness ever again because you will have the light that leads to life. And so I kept on reading. I'm like, man, this doesn't, this isn't making sense. How can I be light? And how can, how can God be light? And I, I'm like, let me go back. Cause I think I've also heard about light somewhere else again. So I'm like, let me see where else I found light. And I'm like, Oh, there's light in the very beginning of the Bible. And it's in the, it's in the book of Genesis. So I'm like, so I open up my, I got my Bible out. So I flip over, or maybe I clicked over. Maybe I was on you version. I get over to Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter one. And the Bible says this, then God said this, let there be light. Let there be let there be light. And there's, there's debate about this. Sometimes I wonder, and, and I've heard people say this, when God spoke light, people, some, there are some people who believe that light literally flew out of his mouth. When God spoke the earth into existence, the, people think that many, because we can't quantify God. We can't, he's not an object. Like, he's God. Like, he's bigger than all this. Like, the Bible, we used to sing that song, he's got the whole world in his hand. Literally, he, he's that big. The world fits in his hand. So when he spoke, his mouth is big enough for light to come out. His mouth is big enough for Mount Rushmore to come out. His mouth is big enough for the Grand Canyon to come out. He's, he's that big. Like, can you, can, you, can you imagine a God that big? I hope you can, because he's that big. And so he says, I, he goes, in the very beginning... God said, let there be light. And then there was light. <clears throat> and God saw that light was good. Then he separated the light from the darkness in, in, the, in, the, in the light from the darkness. Genesis chapter one, verse two and four. I, I wrote down here in, in my notes when I was kind of writing this, that I, I realized this, that when and God made the light, when, when God made the light, he said that it was, 
he said that it was good. So just follow the, follow the I'm, I'm, I'm going somewhere, okay? I know a lot of you guys like the ride because it's like a roller coaster. You don't know if I'm going left or right, if I'm going up or down. So I'm reading this, and God says, hey, you're the light of the world. Got it, check, I'm the light of the world. Then he says, he is the light of the world. I got it. Then it says that he created light, and he said the light was, light was good. Now, you've been alive long enough to know that the light didn't always stay light. Light wasn't always good because sin entered into the, sin entered into the world. And every week we give people an opportunity to accept Christ as their Savior because we, because we became sinners. Whenever we sin, things stay, Adam and Eve were in the garden, and God says, hey, guys, you can have all this, but, but not that. And he gave them a, a parameters, gave them a guideline, because you guys can have all that, but you can't, have, you can't have this. And what do we do? Isn't that like us? Don't touch that. And we touch the light, you know? I had three men, two men, put this up there together. Like, you want the lids off? And I'm like, no, I don't want the lids off. I want them to stay on because in the event I knock one of them off I, and if it doesn't break, I want it to be able to contain the salt. Why would I want the lid to come off? Sin entered in the world and because sin entered the world, things went, things went bad. Things went, things went bad and we love to do what we're not supposed to do and that's called, called sin. So I was, I was reading a little bit further and I wasn't done reading. And I mean, what do you do, Wes? Read the Bible all day long? I don't, but this, I kind of got a little excited. I, I don't geek out a lot, but I was like, man, this lightning's pretty fascinating because of God's light. And I'm like, I've got to figure out if he made a mistake or not. James chapter one, I was in a group, community group, and we went through the book of James together. You guys remember that? You probably, you're probably sleeping during that session, but uh, we went through, a, a, through this group together. In James chapter one, the Bible says this, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down from us from God, our father. So whatever is, whatever, and King James, what I learned this verse, every good and perfect gift, it comes from above. That's the way I learned it. But here it says this. It says, whatever is coming down, it's good. It's from God who created all the lights in heaven. The Bible says that he actually is the father of lights. And here's what it says. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He never casts a shifting shadow. So when I'm reading this, man, God's light. And not only is he light, then we're light. And, and God created light. And he said light was good. And everything that was good was created by God. And he says, you and I, we're the, we're the light. And he's the father of light. And so God created you today. And he didn't create you just to be you. <clears throat> I mean, he wants you to be you. He wants you to, to do you. But he created you not just for you to be yourself and just do it. He created you to be light. He created you to be salt. And only the creator can tell you what to do. I was thinking about light this week. I wrote down this, this quote, and it's a really, really, really long quote. I don't know if you can call this a quote, but I wrote this down. Without light, we cannot see. And if we cannot see, we cannot move. And if we cannot move, we cannot do what we were created to do. Is that, can you just nod your head if you agree with me today? Like, if you can't see, you can't move. You've ever been in a house before where it was dark? That's miserable. Have you ever stubbed your toe before? That never, some of you guys, you stub your toe, you say some things you shouldn't say. You know what I'm talking about. You, it's, it's hard, you don't want to move when it's dark. I, I pulled up to my house the other day, I, I went on a date uh, with my wife. We, we drove to, to Lakeland and, and had dinner with um, some of our overseers and, and Paige watched our kids and she left the church the very next week. <laughs> She's like, I'm not coming, I'm afraid of those kids. Three-year-old twins will make you not want to come to church. You know what I'm saying? I'm just kidding. But she, she watched her kids. And when we got there, I saw some, I saw some animals. I saw some animals go, go, go flying away from my, from, from my front door. And I don't know what it was, but I'm like, I think, Diana's like, maybe it was a bobcat. 
I'm like, that's my wife. You know, I'm like, all right, you get out first. You know, <laughs> my neighbor said he saw a bobcat on our car a few months ago. And I was like, I, I think it was a cat, but I mean, I saw it, but I couldn't see what it was. I saw it run over into the neighbor's, neighbor's yard. And as much as I wanted to be macho and, and tough, I'm like, man, let's just let it, let's give it a few more minutes to let it go. Because it was dark. I couldn't see, I couldn't see what it was. And when it's, when it's dark, when there's no light, you don't, you don't want to move. You don't want to move. You're kind of, you're kind of paralyzed. You're kind of, kind of stopped in your tracks and if you cannot move I for me I would have been stuck outside I couldn't go I couldn't go inside and, and Paige would have been stuck there a lot longer and you, you only have a window when you have twins like I I had to get inside I had to get inside my house how many of you guys in here today you be honest in, in, into your adult into your adulthood into your from from adolescence into adult you, you you may or may not maybe you maybe someone you know you use nightlight and then you got to the, when you get a little bit older maybe you still use nightlight Anybody like that at all? Anybody like that at all? Like anybody going to be a few of you men are raising your hand. That's weird. Frankly, I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, yeah, you use the, you use nightlight. My wife has used the nightlight. My wife uses a nightlight, you know, like she is not, she is a, she is a fearful. She does not like, only thing she likes dark is her men, you know, like she is kind of afraid of the darkness. She doesn't like, she don't like the darkness. She likes she, she, gets a, she gets afraid. And so she's not like, as our kids have gotten older, she now has moved the kids into the room with her. When, I, when I'm gone, the nightlight, nightlight's there. And so recently, she's kind of grown out of, the, out of the nightlight scene, which I was, I was happy for her. But she did something recently that I thought was a little bit subliminal. I couldn't, I, I read into it, and I think I figured out what it was. And she's like, hey, hon, I bought this thing at the store the other day. I was like, oh, what is that? She goes, it's, it's a dock. You can plug a lot of different stuff into it. It has like three different um, outlets in it. And it also has a, a, a couple of USB. She goes, I bought it so we can charge, the kids can charge their tablets and we can charge our phones, yada, yada. And it's more, so she plugs in one night. I walk into the bedroom and I flip the light off because last one in has turned the light off. So I flip the light off and their room is lit up. She has bought a USB power outlet. This thing must've been $3,000. I don't know, but it had all these outlets. And there's a light that runs across the top of it, and it's lighting up the whole entire room. She slept so good the last three weeks. Like, she, she got her nightlight back. She's pumped. Like, and we haven't, I haven't even addressed it yet. This is like fresh material for you guys. We haven't talked about it. We're going to talk about it between first and second service, but we haven't talked about it because, but she now has a nightlight again. I'm like, babe, you're 30-something. Like, you, I, and I'm here. I mean, look at me. I got this. I got, I got little, I got knives that Matt gave me. I got, I got guns. Like, baby, I'm all you need butter knives like I got you ninja and I realized that she didn't like the she didn't like the darkness and I think for a lot of us we we didn't like the darkness that we lived in and so we moved from darkness into into light and he created that so I want to give you a couple of things about light today and I'm going to invite able to come back out but man if you without light you cannot see and if you cannot see you cannot move and if you cannot Move, you cannot do what you're created to do. And I, I want you to do what you're created to do. You were created to be salt and light. But if you're sitting in darkness, you'll never, ever move. You'll never, ever move. Uh, I, I wrote down this today. I, I, I saw this from uh, this quote. Actually, let me give you my points. Number one, if you've seen the light, you know it. Like if you have seen the light, you, you know if you've seen the light before. 
I know for me, and I, I, let me speak real clearly for you today, and I don't want anybody to get misunderstood, and I don't want you to think I'm into like astrology and into lights. I am into the one who made the stars, and I am the one who made the moons, but I'm into God. I'm into Jesus. I'm in down the cross for our sins. That's what I'm, that's what I'm into. That's my, that's my big thing. I'm into Jesus down the cross, raising again, and three days later, walking again, and he doing that for my sins and for your sins. That's what I'm into. That's the light I'm talking about. When you've seen God, you know you've seen God. You just, there's no question. When you've seen him, You've seen him. Like, man, that's God. I saw him. I was in fourth grade. And I was sitting in a, in a, in a setup just like this. I was in the, I was in the, back, the back left back there where, where James is sitting out back there. And I was sitting back there. And the guy got there and said, hey, there's a Jesus who came and he died and rose again for your sins. And if you want that, you can have life and you can have a life forever. You can never, ever die. And I was like, I want that. And he started talking about sin. I'm like, I got that. And I talk about having a sin. There's a penalty for our sin. And that penalty for our sin is death. But there was a Jesus who came and he died on the cross for my sins. And I'm like, I want that. And that day I walked down that back aisle. I came all the way down to the front. I was like, dude, I want to be saved. I want to see the light. And that day I saw the light. When you've seen it, you know it. Josh, last week we had one of our, a uh, couple of our uh, friends in, in Next Steps and, and Josh explained to them what I just explained to you guys, what I explained at the end of the service today and talked about this light. When you've seen it, you know it. And, the, and, the, and this person, Josh asked this question like, hey, are you, are you saved? And, and, the, and the sweet little girl says, I, I think I am. I think, I, I think I'm saved. <laughs> He's like, well, have you given your life to Christ? And he said, she said, yeah. He goes, well, then what do you think? What, what's to think about? You don't have to try anymore. Like, He's already, he did the work on the cross for your sins and for my sins. He paid the way for you and for me. And so you don't have to try to be saved no more. You don't have to try to be saved, by the way. In case you're new today, you don't have to try to be saved. You don't have to try to sin. It comes natural. You don't have to try to be saved. Jesus saves people. He reaches down. The Bible says that his arms aren't too short to reach down and save anybody. He sent his son. Jesus, you, you realize this? Jesus sat in heaven with God and perfect, there was no problems. And G God sent his son, Jesus, down to earth to save people. Like, and people don't have to try to get saved. Jesus saves people. I wrote down this, I think it's, it's important for you to know. <clears throat> and this, this, hang on to this, okay? Never doubt in the dark what God told you in the light. That's good. When I, when I got that this week, I was like, I, I felt that in my bones. Like, I felt that, like, I, that, that made sense to me. Never ever doubt in the dark what God has told you in the light. Leave it up there for just a moment. Some of you guys need to say God has saved you, but you're still tripping up along the way. And you want to know, you want to know how long you're going to be tripping up along the way? <laughs> Until you get to heaven. Until you get to heaven. Kel says to me sometimes, are you allowed to say that? I'm gonna, we're going to be tripping up until we get to heaven. Are you allowed to do that? Probably not. You're going to be tripping up your whole way until you get to heaven. We're gonna, we're gonna, some of us are going skid to skid into home, to home plate which is heaven. We're just going to, we're going to, we're going to slide in. I, I, I played, uh, I played baseball and um, Elizabeth is in my group and her daughter plays softball. And I like sliding head first. I, that's, I, that's one of the favorite, my favorite things is just sliding head first. Even whether you need to slide or not, I like to slide. This looks cool. It just looks cool. One time I, I went to slide, I went, I went to slide. And I was playing church softball, which that's what you had to look for when you get old, church softball. And I'm going around, and, I, and I, I'm on second base. A guy hits the ball to deep right field, and I'm slow, so I had to get cruising. So I'm, and if I, once I get going, I'm just going to keep on going. So, like, I'm not stopping. I can't, from second, I think I was on first base. The guy hit it to deep right. This may be an exaggeration, Chris. For, for me to get to first, I'm, gonna, I'm making it home in this story. But it was hit to deep right field, and I go off the, I get, I get off a good lead, and I get around second, I get around third, and 
church league softball. So I'm going, I've got a big loop around. Now I'm going, I see the ball coming. This guy catches the ball and this ball is coming. I'm, I'm just going to run it. And I, I grow and I'm, I'm going to run. I see the ball and I just go for a slide. I must have slid like 60 feet too soon. And I was just like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Like, I'm like sliding, like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And I reach in there and I finally grab the, grab the, grab the, the bag. I had enough momentum to pop myself up. When I popped back up, my, my pants were down to my knees. That's how long I slid. And by the way, I, I say that to you to say this today. When you get to heaven, you're going to get there. You're not going to be there perfect. You're not going to be there with your pants all up and your shirt tucked in. You're looking all good and looking all prim proper. Maybe some of you guys will. Maybe if you die in your sleep, you're going to get there looking pretty good, not sinning. But we're, we're going to get in there. We're going to get in there. And the only way for us to get in there is through Jesus. We can't get there ourselves. As much as we run, as much as we try to have the right gear on, as much as we want to slide, as much as we want to try to look good and try to pop up and all those things, we're going to get there and we're going to get there. It's, we're, we're, it's going to be because we've seen the light. That's why we get there. We get into heaven because of Jesus, not because of Wes, or because of you or because of me. We don't, that's the only way to get in is through Jesus, guys. But you can't, but when you get in the dark sometimes, Satan starts telling you things. He's the father, if God's the father of light, Satan's the father of darkness. He starts telling you things that aren't true. Ladies, your mind is the battlefield. Come on, just nod your head if you're late. You guys, when you get, it gets into your mind. It's like, you guys have like full on dialogues, conversations, stories. You guys map out the ending and none of that's true. But Satan's like, if I can get in the dark, then I can begin to trip him up. I can get there and trip him up and we start, we got like a, an ending A, an ending B, an ending C. Like none of those things are true. Like you were created for a purpose. But if you stay in the light, you'll never ever get there. Never down the dark what God told you in light. The Bible says this in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verse 29. Oh Lord, oh God, you are my lamp. <clears throat> the Lord lights up my darkness. The Lord lights up my darkness. I'm so thankful for a God who lights up my darkness. And by the way, if you're struggling or you're going to struggle, because that's kind of the two options, <laughs> you're either struggling or you're going to struggle, I would be writing these scriptures down. Like, I'd be like, like when Satan chose to throw you out, I'd be like, hey, bro, I'm, I'm the light of the world. Take that. God lights up my path. Take that. God is a father of lights, and he says, I'm light. Did you know that Jesus says, I'm like him? By the way, if you go to Genesis chapter, Genesis chapter one, the Bible says when he goes to create, when he goes to create man, he goes, when God's, God's in heaven and Jesus is in heaven, the Holy Spirit's in heaven, they say, hey, how are we gonna create man? How are we gonna create the first man? You, you guys have heard the story. He's taking some dust and, and some spit, and he kind of puts it together, and, and then out comes a man. I don't know how he did that. And whenever he made the woman, he took a, took a, took a rib out and, and took that and kind of did this little arts and craft thing, and, and out came a woman. You, you guys have read the story before. You've been in church or maybe you heard the word. God created Adam and Eve. That's what he did. They weren't born from mom and dad. God created them. Those, that was the first Plato experience was with God in, the, in, the, in Adam and Eve. Whenever he did that, God was saying, how should we make Wes Beecham, Rob, even Jeff, and Lee? And how should we make all these, how should we make all these people? How, they're having a conversation with themselves. And it's okay to talk to yourself if you're three in one. It's okay to do that. Just you, that's not good. That's, you, you look crazy. But if God does it, it's cool. The Bible says, how should we make them? How should I make Armando? And he said this, guys, we're gonna make them in our image. We're gonna make them to be like us. 
me, us, we. I'm, I don't know how they talk to themselves, but he's like, hey, we're gonna make them to be like us. We're gonna make them a community being. They're gonna reflect, they're gonna, they're gonna look like us one day. They're gonna be light like us one day. So if you've seen the light, <clears throat> you know it. Get ready for this one, this one's super creative. If you've seen the light, you show it. You show it. You're, you say, if you've seen the light, you're just like, dude, I've, I've seen it. Like, I'm, I've seen it. When Di and I walk into the gym now, it's like they know, everyone at the gym knows we're the token pastors. We were the token black guy. I was a token black guy for a while, but like they're starting, they're starting to come, you know? Once we find a sport, bro, we just, we just jump all in. We like inviting our relatives, got the wrong gear on, but we all in there, you know? Making up movement. <laughs> When you, they, they just know, I don't know, I'm, this, isn't, this isn't bragging us, but man, we just, we hope that we're being light. That's what we hope. We want everyone to know about the light that's inside of us. People will, man, if, if you're light, man, people will drop their story on you quick. You wanna know why people drop their story on you quick? Because everyone is going through something you have no idea what they're going through. And they want someone who is safe that they can talk to. So like we're in there trying to be light, we're trying to show it. Like it's a, it's one thing to to be light and, and know it, but it's one thing to it's one thing to to show it. We're trying to show them, man. That we're, we're light. We're trying to be light. Everywhere we go, we're trying to be, man. When you and when you see the light, man, you 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 start to look different. You start to talk different. You start to act different. And again, that's not all on you. And and some of it's on you. There's some things that you can do to help with that. But that God starts chipping away the old you. The Bible says that He's the potter and we're the clay. He begins to make us like Him. He, he does that. He makes, I'm, I'm more like Jesus today than I, than I was when I was in fourth grade. Mom, true story, praise God. <laughs> She's like, Jesus, take the wheel, you know? Like, I made it through. I've made it. Because God has helped me get through. Because I saw the light, I, I'm, able to, I'm able to advance some. I'm gonna be, be a little bit different. I'm, I'm not better, I'm, but I'm different. God's been working on me. Um, and that's important, guys. If you've seen the light, awesome, great. You're a Christian. You follow Jesus. It's killer. But now let's go out and do something with that. Let's let's show that. I saw this this week from this this um, lady, Ella Baker. Give light, and people will find the way. Give light, and people will find the way. We're, again, we're not connecting to us. We're connecting to a Savior. And his name is Jesus. That's what we're doing. That's what we're all about. We're all about connecting people to Jesus. Like it's, we connect them. I want to connect people to people, but I also want to be connecting people to the creator who is their savior. So they can become the light that they were intended to be. That they were intended to be. Also, I wrote down this. This is like four slides ago. Um, Nothing can dim the light that shines within. Nothing can dim the light that shines within. Man, we're going to go somewhere. We're going to do something because we've got a purpose and God's got a purpose for our life. And that purpose for us is to be salt and light. That's our purpose in life. We're going to go out and be salt and light. We're going to make things better. We're going to bring the flavor and we're going to shine bright. Shine bright like a diamond. We're going to shine bright. That's what we're called to do. We're going to bring the flavor and we're going to shine bright. That's what we're going to do because that's what he's called us to do. That's what he's called us to do. Sometimes these words, these songs just pop up in my head. 
I want to give you guys a backstage pass into my brain. The good news, I'm only giving you this much. I was telling someone the other day, I said, my brother is like, out of all of us, he's the funnest one. My brother, he's fun. He's, he's super fun, Lathan. And they go, if you aren't the funnest one, I can't imagine what it's like hanging out with him. I'm like, you can't imagine. <laughs> I'm not perfect, but I'm salt. And I'm light. You don't got to be perfect to be salt. You don't got to be perfect to be light. Let's go out and be that. I mean, nothing, nothing can dim the light that has shine within us. I want to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes.